0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of EcomC. And today we are back with the questions and answers. I was actually off for around two weeks. I was traveling, visiting family, you know, a bit of break, but now again live uh, with you guys, answering all your questions that we've been receiving during these two weeks. As I mentioned that post, uh, the team, usually what they do is put this on, on a report format for me, so I can cover this on, on this session, the comment section, if we're not able to cover them all today. I would like also to remember, you guys, that yesterday we just dropped a new episode with Danny Carson around how to grow your agency if it does something that interests you. And also remember that every Thursday we are actually also restarting this session on Spanish at 5 p.m. GMT time as well, okay? Um, I think before we start with today's uh, questions and answers, I would like to bring to the table uh, some news around the Amazon space because as I mentioned before, I, I like to, to transform these sessions as we evolve with the program into also hybrid approach. With what me, what means with that is that I will also be talking around news strategies and also combine that with the question and answer so you can get the most of these live sessions, okay? So I think something I wanna bring to the table today, which I'm pretty sure all of you have seen on the news is that Amazon has announced they wanna launch this new program, which is called Buy with Prime. And basically, this new program that Amazon is rolling out, what is gonna allow people to do, and by the way, this program is by invitation only, so that means a lot of people is not yet gonna be able to use it. But in essence, this uh, this program that Amazon is designing is basically to allow them to integrate Amazon with your website, right? So, this one at the same time is kind of concerning, right? Because we all know that whenever Amazon puts their hand into something, that means they're going to get more data out of you. They're going to understand which process the most outside of Amazon. They're also going to have more APIs in, yeah, API data. They're going to understand in terms of uh, wh- where are your customer coming from. Then they can use that information to transform those customers into Prime. I mean, there is that gray area that's still not pretty clear. Um, and I mean, just the fact that it's going to be an API integration with your uh, website, that means they're going to see everything. They're going to see how many units you sell on a, on a daily basis. They're going to see which product uh, up from your catalog is selling the most. And um, they can easily use that to basically launch the same product as Amazon Basics, as as we can have seen in the past happening with some of the big brands in the space. But I think, I mean, it's not all negative for sure. I think I also see a positive side in terms of this new integration when it comes to allowing Amazon to uh, basically integrate directly with your website, because you need to think that one of the main reasons uh, that people go to a website and don't uh, execute an order, right? they don't execute a, a purchase within your website, is that they don't have trust on your website sometimes right they don't want to put their the payment information They sometimes they, they feel more confident thinking oh if i can go to amazon where i have prime and i have already all my information so as so main payment information and so on i feel more safe i have more confidence and you know it it, it becomes then basically an habit uh, of people going to amazon buy everything there but if you start putting this option within your website in the future if they if they allow you to use it, which basically is gonna give the option to your customer within your website that they can say a hey, pay, let's say with PayPal or credit card, and then underneath that it can say buy with Prime. I mean, you can already think the extra trust you're gonna get, and just the simple fact that most people you need to also remember they already have their Amazon sign within their desktop, so that's gonna be a simple click, they're gonna click on it and that is gonna automatically bring all their information in terms of payment information, their address, and that's gonna make the whole transaction much more easier. Of course, that comes at a cost, right? The first cost is for sure the fees you need to pay extra to Amazon, Uh, but second of all, I think the most expensive cost is the data, because that means Amazon is going to have all the data, which is basically what I've been mentioning so far. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens down the line. I think this is a strategy that Amazon is starting to implement because they they are, they are basically want to take a bigger piece of the pie, right? So they're, they're trying to diversify outside their own platform. And they also understand that it's going to reach a point that I mean, it's going to reach a point that handling so many warehouses and so many logistics around the prime service is very difficult to keep scaling and scaling and scaling. So for them, it's actually much easier to actually uh, combine their forces with partners, in this case yourself, to increase their reach in terms of traffic and, and then being easier for them to keep providing a prime service but without needing to rely on always bringing the people back to Amazon, which sometimes can be expensive for them in terms of acquisition, okay? So, yeah, just wanted to bring that up uh, for somebody that maybe have, haven't heard of that. Uh, have a look at, I think, a post I did, I think, was last week on Facebook and LinkedIn and on my social media channels talking about that. I was mentioning some of the features and what are some of the Uh, positive and negative uh, points around this new uh, program that Amazon is launching. But if you have any further questions, as always, you can always even ask them here now during the live session, or just send me an email, book a call, whatever you want. I'm always happy, more than happy to answer your questions. Okay? So let's start uh, by bringing some of the questions we've been receiving these last two weeks, and let's get started with today's core session around questions and answers. Okay. So let's bring the first question to the table. The first question says, can you have two seller accounts? In this case, Amazon Seller Central accounts. You can have two Amazon Seller Central accounts and actually advise to do that as long as it makes sense for your business, right? You need to understand that whenever you open a second seller central account, you're gonna need to have a completely new business entity, bank account, basically everything different from the main account, because if you don't, most likely they're gonna get suspended and it can actually even cause you issues with your first account. So the main reason why people open two a Amazon Seller Central account, and I know people have multiple ones. It's because you you basically have a different businesses which they have their own brands and they have their own different SKUs. So basically you have a baby brand, you have a, a, a sports brand, you have a home decor brand. So you want to keep all those entities separated because at the end of the day, you don't want to have everything within the same entity, like multiple brands, multiple SKUs that they don't relate to each other because you need to, I mean, of course, it, it depends on your long-term vision of what you want to do with your business. But most people, the reality is that when they start Amazon business, is they are aiming already to the exit, right? They are aiming on selling their business. So what happens is that if you start putting all these different products and brands and, and they start to be successful and you start bringing a significant amount of revenue, which you're going to start getting interest from uh, uh, aggregators, investors, and so on, if you don't, if you have everything under the same entity, it's going to be very difficult for you to sell specific brands and specific even SKUs within your Amazon business. So having more than one Amazon Sell central account makes sense if that's the case because you can have multiple brands, you can have multiple entities, and it's more efficient when it comes to also handling your bookkeeping, your teams, and so on. The only thing I would advise you to do is that before you open a... Um, before you open the second Amazon Seller Central account, make sure you uh, ask for Amazon permission uh, because I know they mentioned that it's not required and, and I, um, you basically can open the second Seller Central account as long as it's a different entity. But still, it's much better to have the peace of mind and also that kind of a uh, written proof that Amazon is mentioning that is gonna be fine because last thing that you want is that you open the second account and then for some reason, something goes wrong and you don't have something to basically refer to when it comes to trying to reactivate the account if, if it was a mistake on the end or something like that. OK, great question. Thank you for answering that. Um let's see which uh, other question we have today. Um, OK, next question. What is PPC product targeting? So PPC product targeting is a way of advertising and basically what PPC product targeting allows you to do, it allows you to basically showcase your product under a uh, competitor's uh, product pages, right? So I'm pretty sure you have seen that when you go to your product page and you try to click on it and then you scroll down and basically try to see their reviews, their questions, bullet points, descriptions and so on. Most likely, you're gonna find uh, that is there is a section that says similar related products, and there's also sponsor uh, products. So that is usually one of the main placements uh, that you're gonna be appearing under when you do pro targeting. But actually, pro targeting sometimes is not fully limited to just ASIN. Sometimes it also allows you to uh, get some placements at the keyword level. So um, usually product targeting is very powerful because you have two ways to, two main ways to really use product targeting. The main one for sure is targeting your competitors, making sure you target maybe people that have less review than you, maybe their price is much more expensive than you, things like that. And the second approach, which I would always advise to always do as well, is a brand defensive uh, strategy, right? So what does it mean? It means that basically, you are retargeting with product targeting your own agents. So let's say you have a baby brand, right? And you have multiple accessories, colors and so on. What you're gonna do is you're gonna make sure your products advertise under your own products. And basically you start creating what we call a hollow effect, right? So you get one product from the main product that they were interested into, into your second product. And basically you allow them to discover your brand and you also avoid Competitors stealing that placement from you because you need to remember that any placement that you don't use in terms of strategy is gonna be an extra opportunity for your competition to come in and steal your So make sure you use all those kind of placements because they're very powerful if you know which target, uh, which asins to target. Okay. Um, let's see which are question uh, we got in here. So. Next question uh, of the day, do you use any PPC tools? Uh, Yes, I use uh, PPC tools uh, and I advise them to use as long as it makes sense in terms of um, the fees that involves. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes some PPC tools can be very expensive when you're getting started. So, of course, it's not going to make sense to pay, let's say, 500 plus for a a software if you're not generating enough revenue to cover those fees. And most likely, if you're not generating enough revenue yet, you are not yet at the level in terms of advertisement spend to take full potential for PPC tool. When it comes to PPC tools, there are great tools out there. So my favorite ones are... For example, you have Helium 10, you have Perpetua, you have Celoso, uh, those are some of the main tools. There are other ones out there that are also great. Uh, what I will always advise you to do is always try to test all of them because the reality is there isn't one... Uh, one one solution for all of you in terms of software solutions for ppc because the reality is that we all have different strategies in mind we all have different habits in terms of how we optimize how we handle our business so i always advise my clients and everybody asks me usually which ppc tools or software in general to give it a try i mean you can try one month none of them is gonna ask you to have commitment i mean if i'm not mistaken You can pay just the monthly one It's going to be much more expensive sometimes than the annual one, but it makes sense. I mean, you need to try it out, right? Don't make a blind decision just because somebody tells you. So try multiple tools, go from there, and just take the one that makes more sense in terms of fees, features, and so on, okay? Next question. Um, How do I change the subject matters of my listing? So the subject matters uh, of your listing, uh, one tool I will advise you to use if you don't know how to use flat files, because you can also try to do this with flat files, it just use a Helium Time. In Helium Time, there is a tool called Listing Optimizer. And with the Listing Optimizer, what you're going to do is you're basically going to... it's going to give you the extra fields that basically here on allows you through the apr change on the back end and you're going to be able to change the subject matter so with the subject matters usually they index and i always advise you to use the subject matters because that's going to allow you to have extra real estate when it comes to using keywords that are going to help you if you're not indexing for them or they are just relevant keywords that you must have on your listing so let's see which other question we got in here um okay what are the best campaigns for new launch asins? so i guess you're referring to ppc campaigns so best campaigns when it comes to ppc are usually the the typical ones we we you have for sure here around which is you need to have always an exact match campaign Uh, so i'm gonna break you down the strategy so it's easier for for you to to graph the idea of what is the main Strategy you should be using. So, the main one you should always have a research kind of campaign, which is basically the campaign that's going to allow you to discover new search terms. This is what we call a discovery campaign. This one usually is going to be broad match, and broad match is usually also allow you to cover the phrase and match a spectrum, right? So you're going to have a broad match, and these are going to be you, maximum you want to put on this campaign five to ten keywords and maximum, and you want to put the most relevant keywords that comes to your product. And in this campaign, basically what you want to do is try to discover new search terms that the broad is gonna allow you to find. Then you wanna have the exact match. The exact match is what we call basically the scale campaign where you're gonna focus on scaling the search terms that have been validated from your discovery campaign. And you also wanna put your main exact match keywords that for sure are what describe your product 100%, right? So you have the broad campaign, the exact match campaign, you have the automatic campaign, which automatic is also some kind of discovering campaign. It's going to allow you to basically find keywords and terms for your product. And the automatic campaign can actually be very powerful if you did a great job with listing optimization. Because if you, Amazon already knows what you're indexing for and what your product relates to, it's going to be much easier for them to kind of recommend some keywords from you that you can keep optimizing and then eventually move into an exact match campaign. Then you want to have product targeting campaign which is what i just mentioned you want to focus on targeting competition maybe do at this stage i wouldn't advise doing any a uh, defense mechanisms because the reality is, is that you are just getting started. So actually focus on getting as much traffic and clicks and potential sets as possible. So focus on competition. They already have a high organic position and that you still have a competitive advantage. Competitive advantage at this stage, because you have no reviews, most likely it's gonna be price and features. So focus on those. I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a, some kind of success there. And then from there, it's always gonna depend on budget. I mean. If your budget is high, then we can start shifting uh, out towards already sponsored brand, sponsored display. But this kind of campaigns usually takes more time and are less profitable at the early stages. So I would advise that you put all your efforts in what we call sponsor uh, product campaigns. And slowly, as you start getting a um, consistent and stable revenue uh, flow, you start then diversifying to these other advertising tools. Okay. Great question. And uh, let's see which other question we got in here. Um, okay. This question is very nice. What other platform should you sell on? So, this question uh, we get a lot. I mean, uh, we usually get the, the concern of people saying, oh, is Amazon the only place I should be selling on? Should I start explaining other marketplaces? Uh, what do you think about this? What, uh, what are you of, for example, Shopify, Walmart, and so on? I always say if you're starting your brand just now, Amazon is the best place, regardless, because you need to understand that Amazon is already covering plus 50% of e commerce sales. That means if you're not starting with Amazon, you're already wasting, in terms of opportunity, 50% of potential customers that can find and purchase the product. Also, you need to understand Amazon has a huge advantage when it comes to cost-effectiveness in terms of the initial phase of your of your product launch. Because let's say um, you, you want to have your own website, right? You want to start just with Shopify. If you have no following, if nobody knows your product, if nobody knows your social media profiles, is no if basically you are coming from nowhere, it's going to be so difficult to start converting people into your website because first of all, you have no authority. Nobody knows your the awareness around your brand, nobody knows what your product does, nobody has any trust in terms of what you're selling on. So you're gonna spend a ton of money until you get to a point that it can eventually get profitable. Again, for sure there are cases out there that it has worked, but the percentage is much smaller compared to having that success on Amazon. Because on Amazon, the huge difference is that on Amazon for sure, you're also starting that nobody knows you. Um, and basically you are no one for sure. But the huge one is that people going on Amazon, they already have an intent to purchase, right? So you have massive traffic coming with an intent to purchase, which in the other scenario, having your website is much more difficult to validate and find that that kind of a traffic. And the third thing is that if you have a nice product, your price is competitive enough, you have great images, you copy some point, you have done most of the work. The most important uh, thing in terms of converting people on Amazon. So I think when when it comes to starting an e-commerce business from zero, I would say for sure focus on Amazon and then if you feel that you have reached a certain a, a percentage of um, performance, let's say you already feel you're at 80% of what Amazon can give you, then for sure explore other venues. But don't try to put too many uh, other eggs in other ba- uh, baskets as, uh, very soon, because what is going to happen, and I have seen that a lot, especially with clients that have exited their business and sold, sold the business to aggregators or investors, is that if you start, testing with different marketplaces products uh, and then things don't work out even if your intent was a it was a positive thing in terms of trying new things and trying to diversify and trying to launch new products and so on that's also seen bad in terms of the investors eye because basically just saying oh this brand didn't work out outside of amazon then you're also going to have a negative cash flow for sure and then that's going to give you a much more difficult time if you're looking to exit your business down the line so always take these little tips I'm mentioning here whenever you're designed to diversify Amazon because for sure timing is a big one so make sure you do it at the right moment and make sure you once you have kind of master Amazon because for sure that's where you're gonna get the biggest return in the shorter period of time okay let's see which are question we're going to hear Um. And okay so this question how can i see how many competitors compare on the main keywords okay so i guess your question is mainly related to um to understanding um let's say you are selling again a water bottle you want to understand which of these competitors are dominating that specific keyword, right? So I think that's what you're referring to. So if you, that's the case, I would advise to have a look at brand analytics. Brand analytics is huge when it comes to specifically what you just mentioned. That report basically breaks down for you everything that has to do with the percentages of breakdown of basically how product is converting on a specific keyword, what is the amount of, of a market um. A, Size they are controlling in terms of revenue, clicks, impressions, and so on. And then you're going to understand okay, these top three guys are the ones dominating the waterboard or keyword Let me do a research on their listing. Let me do a research around what maybe they are doing on advertising, they're doing any external traffic strategy. And from that report, you can then use the insights you find on, on that to eventually optimize your, your campaigns, optimize your listing, adjust uh, the way you the images are presented things like that so have a look at brand analytics you put the keyword and it's going to break down for you the percentages that you're just mentioning which is basically how each of them are dominating a specific keyword okay next question what is your opinion on bid modifiers okay so bid modifiers for whoever is listening or watching that don't understand what is that bit modifier basically what they do is they allow you to provide an extra focus an extra uh, i would say yes in double the budget of a specific bid towards a specific placement within your campaign so this one works very well for example with exact match campaign right we have found that for example with this products that perform very well at top of the placement but they don't perform as as efficient in other placements such as for example um product pages or rest of the rest of the search so what you want to do with a bid modifier is that let's say you discover in in this same example that we're doing which water bottle you discover within your campaigns the water bottle is all is performing at Echos and conversion rate is great. You have a great amount of impressions and clicks. Everything is great, but just when you are at the top of the placement, you discard that as soon as you go to product pages, performance drops, sales drops, everything becomes worse. So what do you want to do? You want to use the bid modifier to let's say you're using a bid of one dollar you want to put let's say a bid modifier of 100 percent on top of the placement and say okay i want to bid up to two dollars which is double your original bid to show at top of the placement right so that eventually is what it's going to do with the campaign is slowly going to transition all your budget in terms of priority uh, and the hierarchy of that priority to put more budget toward top of the placement so it's very powerful and would advise always to check a bit modifier because I think it's going to allow you to make sure you you take the most out of your best performing keywords. Because I have seen a lot and a lot in the reports when we review with our team that we find basically keywords that they were performing great in top of the placement, but they were wasting thousands in, in product pages. And, and we say, why? Why? You, you didn't do any bit modifier. I mean, th- there was basically money that you threw away that if you have put that monitor on top of the placement, you have a, you could get much better performance. And, and in effect, as soon as we do that, we see the performance increasing. So have a look at bit modifier. Just be careful to don't get too crazy because bits can for sure also become inefficient. And then also the other thing can happen, which is become make the campaign basically unprofitable, so make sure you do these adjustments as long as it makes sense for your margins um, and your overall budget. So um, let's see, I think we have time for another last question and um, let's see, okay. We have this question, how to check if Amazon is overcharging me on inventory? Okay, this is actually great timing that you asked me this because I, I just had yesterday, Johnny from Getida. Uh, this is a, a software provider. I mean, it's actually not so, it's a whole ecosystem. Technology is combining software and their team and their technology, and they make sure they basically integrate with your business. And the great deal of Getida is that. Um, what, what they basically do is that once they integrate with your Amazon business, they allow you to analyze if you're overpaying on your FBA shipments. They allow you to understand also if, let's say, Amazon is losing your units and you're not getting refunded for that. Um, I mean, there are so many ways of getting refunded by Amazon. Um, and the great thing is that based on our conversation, which you're gonna see the show going live in the coming weeks. It was great how he was outlining how you could be leaving thousands and thousands on the table which is at the end of the day, extra cash that you could use for PPC, for launching new products, for hiring more people. I mean, so many things, right? And on average, we're discussing that one to 3% is what Amazon most of the time owe you, right? So just to make the math simple, if you're selling $1 million per year, you are living between 10 and 30,000 free to Amazon, right? Imagine if you had that extra, let's say 30K, the, the, the best case scenario. That's 30000 that you could use even to pay a wage uh, or, or you could use it for PPC. You could use it for, for, for a business trip. I mean, so many things. So guys, have a look at Getida, which by the way, we have a special offer. You get $400 off uh, in terms of reimbursements. That means if you this for $100 uh, that Amazon owes you, Getida is not gonna charge you anything. So the link is gonna be left in the description, but it should be getida.com slash it comes in, okay? So I think that should be everything for today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember that these sessions now are gonna be running on a weekly basis. I'm always gonna make sure to try to update you uh, as soon as possible in terms of if something happens like, like the last two weeks that I couldn't make it to the live sessions, but uh, yes, I'm going to make sure we keep this always on Tuesdays on 5 p.m. GMT time for English. And Thursdays, we're going to make sure that we do it on Spanish as well at 5 p.m. Uh, which, by the way, now that we're saying English and Spanish, now that I was in Italy, I was getting a lot of uh, requests to eventually also do it in Italian. So that's something that you might see soon in the future. I'm going to make sure to update you if that's the case. So maybe we are also running out some Italian content. So if that's something that interests you, also drop me a DM or email so I know uh, that that's the case, right? So, yes, remember to like share and subscribe guys that allows us to keep reaching great people like you and remember if you're looking to receive some kind of support when it comes to scaling your amazon business remember that we give the first consultation for free and finally before i finish today's episode i want to remind you that this week by the way in london there is an event uh, by Danny Macmillan. He's going to do Branded by Women and then Seller Session on Friday the 6th of May. And then of, uh, is Branded by Women. And the 2nd of May is Seller Session. So if anybody here from the UK or even Europe you're flying in, I'm going to be there. So let me know so we can catch up, have a drink, you know, talk business, anything that you want. right? So thank you very much, guys. Take care, stay safe, and definitely see you on the next one. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the e-commerce Lab by eComSea. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free, Or Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at EcomC.